Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Gary gets here, walks across the dead ball line, now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes, changes direction. This is Rugby League, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Cherry Evans. And still on for Manley. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom. Tom. My goodness. Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. I am your host, Tim Williams. It is the penultimate week of the head-to-head Supercoach season. Preliminary finals get underway this week in round 23 of the NRL season. Exciting times uh, for all those bidding for NRL grand final spots. Here to talk through it with me, as always, is the Supercoach Spy. Spy, how are you, mate? Not bad, boys. A couple of decent weeks of fantasy <laughs> NRLs. That's been, that's been something. Um, outside of that, really, really keen. Just I love this time of year heading into to NRL finals, see which teams shape up and which fall away. It's, it's it's a good time of year. A lot of games matter. So, yeah, getting around it and just an eye on September. Uh, weather's going to turn good, surely, and uh, finals footy, bit of spring racing. It's, it's my time of year, boys. Unfortunately, Supercoach-wise, sitting 3,000, so won't be making any runs like last year at the top 100 or top 10, but I'll be certainly having a crack at doing my best um, and hoping there's a bit of carnage to follow in the last couple of weeks. I've held some trades, and the way my year's gone, I probably won't need them, but <laughs> I'll hope for something anyway, but uh, we'll rip in, boys, and see how we go. Yeah, really interesting finish to the season. Uh, all those, myself included, obviously planning for depth and mass outs, Sort of been neither here nor there. There's definitely been outs, but uh, the likes of Tappany Hughes, a few others that we'll get to shortly, who were out, have all been named this week. So good news for those who are scarce on trades and depth. On the weather, just saw in the news, La Nina, 70% chance of coming back at us for the spring. Better not ruin our spring carnival again, that rain, but we'll see if that comes out. Also with us for this week's podcast is a man... I normally reserve this title for the spy, but I can't anymore. The high-flying Desi Creek, the 2019 NRL Supercats champion. Desi, you're on fire, mate. Yeah, yeah, going pretty well Supercoach-wise. Um, I think I'll try and front-run this one, so I know you're going to bring it up anyway. Uh, <laughs> that, that was the worst manly performance I've seen this decade. <laughs> yeah. It was despicable, and <clears throat> I feel bad for telling people to bring in Cherry Evans right about now. Uh, it's probably the worst call I've made all year. Um, the, the last bad calls I made were bringing in Turbo and Burbo, so the common theme is obviously Manly. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think yeah, I've made more good calls than bad calls, so that's probably why I'm sitting 231st. 
You've been, you've been pretty good this year, Desi. Don't get me wrong, but are you going to beat my ninety first of last year? Because I think Ooh. the years previous to that are now out of the calendar. So it's just null and void. Now, <laughs> yeah, I, I've got two trades left, so you know I'm going to go aggressive on them. I'll try and make top hundred. Nice. nice, Desi. You're every chance, mate, and your bloody manly seagulls have absolutely crawled me on the weekend. The Stales. We continued our slide. Nothing positive to say about the boys. Eleven hundred. Oh, sorry, 1,111 points on the weekend, dropped to about 940th or 950th overall. So uh, just not happening for the boys. They're not getting up at the business end. So if they don't turn their fortune soon, we might uh, have some serious off-season meetings to be had. On today's show, the Supercoach Relevant team news, a fair bit to dissect in that one. Our topic, it's a surprise topic that I haven't dropped on the boys yet, but it is to do with early season strategy. Uh, just a little idea I had about 14 schooners deep on the weekend that got me really excited. Uh, we'll get to that shortly. We're going to drop our Hail Mary Super Pod play for those overall players looking for late glory. Uh, alternatively, those head-to-head players who might need something. They might be big underdogs in their head-to-head clash preliminary final this weekend and might need something special. I've got an absolute belter at 0% ownership. Uh, the hot topics of the week, round 23 trades and skipper plans, questions from social, and we'll go from there. Quick update, the SC Playbook in-house league. Shock, shock, still in second place. The gap is closing to first place narrowly, but still some work to do. Jacob uh, is still leading the SC Playbook Unlimited group in third place now. Five points behind him in fifth is Alex, coach of the Bearded Clams. Toby, Troy, and Jeff round out the top five. Hopefully one of them boys can bring home the top gong for us. Stat HQ, guys, our data centers up on site, getting additions added to it every single week, getting better and better. Our true player ownership stats, uh, we've teased that on the front page with a, a show in like the... The players with the biggest swings in ownership at the start of the week. So jump on, have a look at that and all the different tools you can play around with. If you do have any feedback for us, please just email us or inbox us on socials and let us know and we can jump in and fix those ones up. Lads, let's get stuck into the team news. Desi Creek, your boy Latrell Mitchell suffered a groin niggle at the during training on Monday, I believe it was. The Ferrari looks to be temporarily parked. He has been named. What's your take on this, mate? I did see the NRL physio say... Uh, every chance at playing this week, maximum one to two weeks out if he does miss. Uh, he did say that potentially not go- can often impact goal kicking though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it definitely is a blow if he if he doesn't have the kicking or if he's out a week. I mean, I I suspect everyone's going to hold him if he's only out mm. for a week. Um, though you never know with people with a lot of trades left. Um, but yeah, I, I think he'll probably play. He'll probably do his <laughs> normal six to seven runs and score a hundred points. <laughs> Yeah. Easy, easy as that. In the space of about 12 minutes and kill all those who don't own. Uh, Spy, Campbell Graham has been come. – he's back for the bunnies this week. Isaac Thompson, who's been really impressive, drops out to accommodate that move. Uh, an interesting one, mate, is Taylor May, named on the extended bench for the uh, Panthers this week. Now, I don't think it's overly relevant this week because he's you know coming back from injury. Even if he does play, we will know in the first game of the week, I believe, their Thursday night – but the Panthers play the Warriors next week. Now, that's a game that you're going, you're licking your lips out a little bit. What's your take on Taylor May? I believe you're still an owner. Lots of selling uh, for obvious reason, and I don't mind the sell personally, but would you be holding for that Warriors game? Oh, 100%. Um, mm-hmm. It'd be nice if he played this week too, although Souths are in pretty good touch. Um I think the thing about the Warriors is what we've noticed is they're getting up for their games at home. Uh, which is understandable. They're back around their families and 
uh, around the home crowd, which is really good to see. They're playing some good footy, but away from home, they're probably just finding it hard mentally and therefore physically to really get up for those matches. So if you have a look at the schedule, they got Cowboys this week in Townsville. Then it's, I believe, Penrith in Penrith back-to-back. Doesn't get much harder than that. Uh, they are playing some better footy. They were really good last weekend, but can that translate to an away match? I'm not sure. And if it doesn't, then Taylor may realistically could score three or four tries next weekend at Penrith. So just hold on to him uh, unless you're desperate. And that'll be a grand final as well for a lot of head-to-head matches. So, yeah, I think he's definitely held. Mm, nice, mate. Yeah, I'm thinking similar. Uh, just that Warriors game, very, very tempting for that one. I uh, also I forgot to mention in the preview of today's show, sit v start, particularly with those boys mentioned earlier, Taps, Hughes, etc. There will be a lot of tough sit v start decisions. So we're going to go through a lot of the key players there uh, and say who we think we would be sitting and starting for those with in a position to do so, uh, and what we think each of those players will score this week to try and help you with your decision. Dylan Edwards back at fullback, named for Penrith. I think that's good for the entire backline. Who just, I mean, last week was just a write off, wasn't it, for, for Penrith players. At the Storm, Cam Munster named at 5'8", Nick Meany at fullback. I would be stunned if they ran out like this again this week. I think Munster will play at fullback. Uh, Jerome Hughes has been named in the halves. Brandon Smith also named on the bench. He's a good one for the sit-B starts discussion later. I do believe that he'll start this week as well. Why the hell wouldn't he after the way they played last week against uh, the Panthers? Mitchie Moses back for the Eels. No Sefer Talakai for the Sharks. I feel so sorry for those who held because they had that really good matchup against the Tigers last week that people had been holding on to for a while in the soft run home. He was a late scratching from that, Desi, and now he misses the Manly game who got 40 put on him by Manly last week. Uh, that one's got to hurt. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. What what can you say? I think we all own him still, or maybe you uh, sold him I to me. Him, yeah. yeah, I mean, j- just the Sharks just haven't fired as much as we'd hoped. Um the whole last like two months, I guess a lot of people brought in uh, Mulatalo as well, expecting him to keep uh, keep going, but he hasn't at all. So yeah, it's just one of those things. Spy really tough one on Talakai yourself as someone who held. He, I'll be completely honest. We get something's right on this podcast. We get plenty of things wrong. Talakai, I said, even as someone who did sell, I just think he's been so unlucky for, for a multitude of different reasons. Another one being uh, Matty Moylan's been out for a few weeks as well, which doesn't help that whole left edge, Ronaldo Mulitalo included. Uh, mate, must be a tough one to swallow as a Talakai holder. Yeah, certainly frustrating because I think, obviously last week was a good good one we wanted to target, but this week against Manly was the rematch of against that right edge. Um, I know Harper isn't playing, but that right edge <laughs> can still be a bit of a shambles at times. Um, he's playing. Is, yeah, he's in. He's in yeah. Well, he surely wouldn't have played on that edge. <laughs> that <was laughs> I played. Um, that's good that Harper's back. He's really re- responded well, but obviously wanted another crack at Manly as a Talakai owner. But after that, um, I'm expecting him back probably next week. A bit of a couple of week freshen up, and then it's mm. Bulldogs into the night. So it's not like it's a bad way to finish. And the Knights in round 25, if they continue cool. on their downward slide. Mate, anything could happen there. So I think I'm just going to hang tight. And if you could repay me with a late ton, uh, a lot would be forgiven. I'll give you the tip. But at, at his value, unless you can get someone quite decent, it's probably just worth holding for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, as you said, it's still got a nice draw to come. So, you know, surely, hopefully he does come back four owners in the next two weeks and can do something big. I do think he's got it in. I really do. Spite, Moylan back on the left. <clears throat> Trindle obviously drops out of that starting side. 
it, Molly Tarlow scored, I think it was 57 or 59 on the weekend without a try or an assist, which is encouraging. Uh, but just the lack of quality ball without Moyes on the left. Nico Hines got a lot on the right. It's got to be good for Molly Tarlow, doesn't it? Definitely helps, um, though I think the loss of Will Kennedy is possibly even a bigger factor. Um, though, yeah. I mean, Moisa definitely helps. I mean, Trindle loves to go deep into the line. He runs it a lot. Um, he hit short a few times. So I'm not getting my hopes up about Mulatalo like I was a bit like Talakai mid-season, but he's playing some really good footy, um, doing his own own stuff, running the ball well, created a line break and a line break assist on the weekend. He's been quite busy. So it's encouraging that his base is well up and some attacks coming with mm. that. But I'll tell you what, I'd love a, a meat pie or two just to, to top that up. Mm, yeah, not wrong. Desi, Joey Tappany named for the Raiders who play a night side who are pretty depleted due to a few off-field misdemeanors. Mate, Taps is an interesting one because prior to being named, a lot of questions were around him and whether people should sell or do what with him. He's hard because uh, rib rib cartilage issue, we know it's happened all season. We've spoken about it with a lot of key supercoach players. It's pain tolerance. So I think he was always going to get named in this side this week. It'll be just, it'll be they'll see how the ribs come up this week and how it's going for the weekend. But being in the final game of the round, if he does pull out late, it could leave people very short. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. I think you'd have to risk it, though, because the upside's there with Tarpany. He could definitely still go over for a, a meat pie. But I think, yeah, you, you, you'll know five minutes in or two minutes into the game um, whether he's feeling those ribs or not. The first couple of runs, um, he'll, he'll just keep on charging, I think. Spy, what's your take on Tappany? Uh, I might be, I mean, you're a non-owner too, I believe, so it might be a little bit biased coming from my eyes as a non-owner from what Taps has done to me. But uh, as our Lord and Saviour, the NRL Physio, has said with these rib cartilage issues, pain tolerance, they can be aggravated with one shot to the ribs. Uh, and, and we've seen players time and time come off quite early with them if they do flat out mid-game. Made it, as I said, I might be speaking as a nervous non-owner, but... I'd be really looking to sit him if I could this week. I'll tell you what, um, I didn't realise they played the last game of the week. That's mm. a game changer. If they played early uh, or, or middle of the week, I would definitely be personally playing him. I still think the upside's there. Uh, but then on the flip side of that, they're playing Newcastle. So if they're out 20, 20 nil or something after 50 minutes and he's about to come back for his second stint, will they even bother? Every chance, um, yeah. I mean, he may not play big minutes, uh, but then on the flip side, of course, if he if he does get his minutes and he's feeling pretty good, he could score a, a ton easily. So it's actually one of the harder super coach calls to make, and I'm kind of glad I don't have to make it this weekend. But it's probably advisable if you do have a really good option early in the week who you're pretty confident is going to score your 60-plus, I'd play them because the risk of him being a laid out and copying an auto-emergency is probably not something you want. Um, but, I mean, you wouldn't put him in for someone. You wouldn't put someone in who's going to score you 30. Don't get me wrong. But if it's yeah. it's solid 60-plus option, um, I'd just plug him in and save yourself the stress. Um, otherwise, just hope he plays and plays well. Yeah, so many different ways that one could pan out. So, uh, as, as you said, Spy, because of the, all the different ways it can pan out, you know, we'll leave that one decision to Joe Tappany owners because it could go any way at all. Guys, if you ever wanted to invest in property but don't know where to start, join Pat and George from Mortgage Choice alongside the experts at Blue Wealth Property for a free information session that will help you build your wealth through property. That is on tomorrow night, Wednesday the 17th of August at 7pm at the Tradies in Guy Mia. 
I'll be going along to that one. Come along. We'll have a scoo together. Watch the boys in action. Uh, Paddy and George have set aside some tickets, a limited number of spaces available. So they've set aside tickets for the SC Playbook Faithful, the listeners. Uh, so, guys, click the link in any of our stories this week on site. Sign up. Alternatively, message Pat and George Mortgage Choice on Instagram, and they'll reserve a spot for you. Uh, if you do pop along to that one, jump over. We'll have a beer and say good day and talk Supercoach and the demise of the Stallions. Boys, topic this week. I'm excited for it. So it's a it's a hypothetical one, and you'll probably laugh me off the podcast and we'll just hang up and finish it up. But I had the thought, what if you entered your team from round two of the Supercoach season instead of round one? So you'd cost yourself spots in your head-to-head leagues with your mates, but you know if it's an overall tactic and you were look, focusing on overall, you would save two trades straight away, which is pretty beneficial. You'd get a look at the entire competition before picking your team. You'd understand the minutes of players, the roles, the best cheapies. So you're already saving extra trades because you'd get a better idea of this. You'd start, say, maybe 1,000 points, the eventual overall place winner in Supercoach. Des, I'll start with you, mate. Thoughts? You know what? You've you've hit with you've hit us with this like on the spot, and I I love it. I just love it. Uh, I think it's genius. I really do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like you, you hit the nail on the head. You you start with everyone in round one who is just looking good. You get all the cheapies straight away. I'm sure people do this already. In fact, like I'm yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sure I'm not the first person ever to think of it, but it'll certainly the first time I've heard it. Yeah, I just think yeah, you could absolutely pull it off. A thousand points—it's—it's it's a lot when you when you like take it into consideration. But when you get to start with that perfect team from round two onwards, it, is it really a lot? You can make up probably a hundred points around over the first ten rounds um, if you get your team like straight, you know, off the bat. Mm. I like it. I'm, I'm giving it the green tier. <laughs> Got Desi, the mad scientist, tick of approval. That's all I'm after. Now, Spy, I mean, of course, like people go out there and, and they'll probably pick their, their burner teams, their second and third teams or whatever. We're not advising to do that, but as far as I'm concerned, that is a, that's certainly not something that I'll, I'll ever be doing, but that's a, a super coach, a news corp issue. They run the game. That's nothing to do with us. We're here to talk about the game. Um, you know, let's say, that's it. The idea that I'm looking at is you don't enter a team from round one and you enter from round two. What do you reckon about it? It could be the greatest revolution in fantasy sports history. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and, and it's got me that intrigued that I'm going to have a proper think about this and probably run some hypothetical numbers and go back to round one and see what I would have done. Um, I would never have the balls to do it. And <laughs> I love round one super coach too much to miss it. But I tell you what, someone out there needs to do it next year and we will track their team for the year. That could be a weekly article because that would be unbelievable. Um, would it work? You know what? Maybe, I'll do it. Maybe. I'll do it for the people. <laughs> Desi will do it. I'm, you, I'm happy to do it. Honest, honest to God, I'm, I'm happy to do it. I reckon <clears> I can pull year. it off. All right. So we're looking at it. you got, what, eight months to consider this. Um, but it could be awesome. And it would, you know, it would come down to how round one goes. You know, how some years round one are just bludges, and everyone misses the good cheapies and the good guns. Yeah. Whereas other years, you go, yep, all the obvious guys got scores. Turbo got 150 as captain. All that. If that happens, you'll be filthy. But if it's just one of those bludges and it rains, and you go, oh, I'm jumping in here, let's go. Uh, it could pan out beautifully, but but 
supercoach revolution it would be massive. I mean, yeah, you throw on top of it, like what if there's injuries to key players in round one? There's, there are just so many different circumstances. And I mean, as far as I'm, I'm concerned, people may disagree, but if you're not entering a team from round one and you're only entering the one team, you do it from round two, you're not breaking any rules, you're taking a gamble. Uh, I don't see anything wrong with it, Desi. I think it's a, a pretty fair tactic that it's, I suppose it's high risk, but at the same time, like as as Spy mentioned, if it's one of them rounds where the cheapies don't go to plan and lots of things don't, as so often they don't in round one, you could essentially be saving yourself like five or six trades from the start of the season. Yeah, yeah, you could. Um, what I'd be concerned about if it was like, you know, Melbourne against uh, Gold Coast in round one and then everyone's just chucking the C on Pappenhausen. Yeah, in, like straight off the bat, and you're like, okay, I don't want him to score 150 in round one, and you know, I'm I'm a thousand points behind plus another 300 if he's if he's gone huge. So you you've got to take the fixtures into consideration as well. Um, that's that's one thing I'd be looking at. Or does he say? Yeah, you sorry, guys in here. I'd say there's got to be a a really bloody clever listener out there. Let's call him Adam Derusi. <laughs> some sort of hypothetical based on this year uh, and just see how it would have went as a rough guide. Uh, it'd be fascinating, wouldn't it? But, yeah, I, I love where your head's at. It's good just out-of-the-box thinking and, you know, what would happen. Mm. I'm yeah, even more pumped if Desi goes for it. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, I hope Desi sticks to his guns around one next year. <laughs> 100%. It's, there's no issue with doing that. You're taking all the risk in waiting around. If you want to have a crack at doing that, um, in my opinion, as long as you then don't have a second team from round one, fair play. Mm. To be honest, with the way I structure my team, like with depth from the word go and try and balance out my roster, from round one, at the end of round one for the last 10 years, I don't think I've been at above about 75,000 overall. So I don't think it'd change my team too much. I think it'd have to help. Uh, move on from the hypotheticals, boys. Let's get stuck into a Hail Mary pod. For those looking for a miracle in the overall race, maybe in their head-to-heads, uh, I can't. I didn't track the other boys. Spy, you're on Mooney's one from last week. I'm sure you can fill us in. But what have you come up with? Uh, last week went okay. I think I spoke about maybe Cobo and Gutho, but Trindle Trindle scored 18 somehow versus the Tigers. Wow! <laughs> so I don't know how that happened, but the other two were pretty handy. This week I'm going to throw. I'm going to throw a few at you. I'm going to do it in two parts. I'll go first, then Desi and you can speak, then I'll go again because there's actually a plethora of options. There's like there – I was is. going through it and there's a lot of guys, speaking of Adam Drusi in his article, who were sort of – might be 15% owned on the game, but they're like under five or two in the top 10,000. So mm. my first four in no particular order, um, Bo Firma, he's playing some serious footy. Uh, and they have St. George, Newcastle, and the Warriors to finish. Uh, he's scoring tries. I actually wouldn't mind getting him in in the centres, the way the centres are going at the moment to end the year. I think he's good, not a bad play. And then I've got a massive target on the Cowboys-Warriors game at North Queensland. I may well bring bring in this fella, but Murray Talangi, he hurt me a month ago. But on that left edge versus the Warriors, he could be a massive play. Same as Kyle felt on the right, to be fair. And Jeremiah Nanoa, he's very expensive, but he's not very – barely anyone owns him in that top 1,000. So if you mm. wanted to spend the cash on Nanoa and have a look at his recent numbers, he could be massive. Uh, I'll do two more before I send it back to you guys for the end of part A, but Joseph Swali'i and Mike Acevo, both not very highly owned either. Both could go off. So 
that's my first lot of candidates. I think they're all contenders. <laughs> and I'd, I'd be happy to have any of those guys on my side this week. When Spy mentioned that he was about to name half of Supercoach, I'm like, I was almost certain he was going to mention my bloke, but still alive for now. Desi, who'd you find? Um, I think it's got to be Jesse Ramian. Um, he's owned by, like, nobody, um, and he's averaging more than um, Ronaldo Mulatalo, who a lot of people seemingly have in those, like, top 100, top 1,000. He scored 86 last week against the Tigers, just the one try. Um, so I think if you're really looking to jag the 120, 130 score, he's capable of doing it. He's done it, I think, once or twice already this season. And he can easily, you know, get a brace or a hat-trick um, against Mali's defense. He might score five this week. You never know. Now, the only comment on that I'd have, Desi, is he's stuck on the wrong edge because he'll get that four inside, which is that at least stand up a fair bit. If he swung to the left a bit and went, he could go back through the middle, though, against you boys. He can drop back under. Um, he's, he's a good player, isn't he? I, I quite like it, but I do wish he was on the other edge against Manly because you'd nearly have to throw him in, wouldn't you, the, the way they're going at the moment. My only comment on that one is that I picked Jesse Ramian last week for his 86. So, Desi, you're welcome, mate. If you want any more tips, just come to me directly. <laughs> uh, my one, which if I had more than one trade available, oh, I'd be so tempted. Like, as a big, big Hail Mary, that's the point in the segment. AJ Brimson comes up against the Dragons, the Knights, and the Warriors. He's 0% owned in the top 100 all the way through to the top 10,000. Tunned up last week, 111 points, averaging 58 this season, and the Titans have been trash. Not saying they're much better now, but they did put 40 points on on the weekend with that draw to come. Averaged 61 last year and 74 in 2020. Spy, any love for Brimo? There definitely is. What's he worth? I might get him. I'm looking for one of these this weekend myself. So, oh, he's yeah, on a Brimson, yeah. Yeah, Brimson could be huge. Um, and, you know, confidence as well. He just played with such confidence last weekend. He's running at will. Uh, he might be able to build on that as well. Oh, imagine um, what he'd do in a good team, honestly. He's, yeah, he's pretty exciting. Uh, what um, else you got for a spite? All right. Part B of my collection of options is <laughs> Xavier Savage versus the Knights. Um, fullback, good ball runner, setting up a few tries. Um, anyone versus Knights at the moment to go. A good but draw as well for the rest of the season. Yeah. I think Xavier could be, could be a nice little plug-in to end the season and could go off this week. Uh, if you've got room in the halves, Sammy Walker versus the Tigers, goal kicking. Um, I know they do have some chefs in the kitchen, as they say, but with the goal kicking, if he can maybe score a try himself, he could have a big week this weekend. Uh, maybe not as not as easy the weekends to follow, but if we're just looking at this weekend in particular. Uh, Mitchie Moses returning from injury could be freshened up. There is a risk he's still... Not quite 100%, but again, goal kicking for the Eels. They're playing the Bulldogs. I think it's a day game as well, so I quite like that. And I won't mention this guy too much because we'll talk about him so- soon, but Ruben Cotter is a bit of a weapon. Uh, if you need to plug someone in, he's, he's bloody good, that guy, and could easily score this weekend. Spies just covered half of Supercoach and three quarters of this podcast, so it will be a short one tonight. No, I like him, mate, and, and it's food for thought, and... Um, there are a lot of questions out there for people looking for these Hail Marys this week. So plenty of food for thought uh, for people out there, and there's plenty of options to consider for that one. Moving on to our hot topics, and I'm going to start with the bloke you mentioned, Spy, and that's Sammy Walker. And not just Sammy Walker, but the entire Roosters, because I think this is going to be a massacre at the SCG. I think the Roosters are going to put 50 on the Tigers. Uh, Now, we know the Tigers have thrown up some decent results 
a couple of weeks ago against the Broncos and the Cowboys, but they did have Jacko Hastings there. He brings a lot to that side, and I just the Roosters are humming. So I think Sammy Walker is a massive play for those people still looking to move on Nathan Cleary, particularly head-to-head players who are in a, still alive in a prelim final because they do have two tougher matchups to come, but I love him this week. And then just the likes of, I think, head-to-head, if you don't own Joey Manu or Teddy, I'd be doing everything I could to get him in because I think they, they can easily go 150-plus this week, one of them, potentially both of them, if it's as bad as I'm anticipating, and I could be well off the money. But I'd hate not to own them if I was relying on a, a prelim final this week. Tupus, lots of these Roosters players. Now, Desi, we spoke a little bit about off about this one off-air and the Roosters, and you weren't against the idea that the Roosters will win well, but you're not as convinced as I am that these outside backs and, and playmakers are going to go as big as I think they will. Oh, well, I think you're onto something with Sammy Walker. He's He will potentially go big. Um, I just have my reservations about the outside backs of the SCG. I just don't think the surface is as conducive as people think it is for big scores. Um, the Roosters have had eight games there this year. Manu scored 100 on the dot, and I think he's averaging only 60 at the SCG, or 50 even. Mm. Tedesco hasn't scored 100 there, highest score of 99 there. Um, and he, th- these guys are averaging, I think, 40. Manu's averaging 40 more away from the SCG than he is at the SCG. And Teddy's, you know, 20 or 30 more away from the SCG than at the SCG. So. You know, it's it's one of those things. Um, I I don't normally take into account fixtures that much, but this is a lot of standard deviations we're talking. So, um, if if you do want to risk it, I, I'm probably going to steer clear of it. I just I just don't think it's going to be. I think they'll massacre them, but mm. I'm not sure that these guys are going to go 100 because they just haven't been, and they've played some pretty bad teams there. It's an interesting one, Desert, and I take your point about it all. The numbers are numbers. They add up. Uh, look, I, I mean, I'd argue the Roosters the past month compared to what they've done early in the year is significantly better, and it is the Tigers. But at the same time, uh, while I haven't changed my approach to Supercoach off three mediocre weeks, one thing that has hurt me has been looking too hard into draws. And I avoided Latrell because of the draw, and he's going nuts. Uh, I went for DCE because of his draw at Manly, and they uh, he's shit the bed. Uh, and there's a couple of others there that I've been a little bit draw-reliant, and it's come back to burn me a little bit. Now, I'm not going to change my whole approach that's worked for a while now on that, but it is making me think twice a little bit more about it, and we'll go into next season. Spy, what's your take on the Roosters this week, and you know, in particular the attacking players, I suppose? It's yeah, It's a really interesting point from Desi. Um... It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I personally, just to jump ahead again, I'll be captaining Teddy definitely Sunday night. Uh, the reason for that is the Tigers the last two weeks have been pretty deplorable. It's one of them. It does happen at the end of seasons where teams can just be, you know, they talk about your, your head's already in Mad Monday to a degree, but uh, that game against the Knights, who are in, they're going as bad as they ever have at the moment, and they dust them up. At Campbelltown two weeks ago, Sharks ate them for breakfast last week and switched off late. Uh, if Roosters are zoned in like we think they are, I think they could do so much damage and it won't matter where they're playing. Could be out in the buddy Sahara Desert and Teddy will sneak over for a couple. But, yeah, I hope you're right on Manu. <laughs> he scored, what, 50 and 50 the last couple of weeks, both the SCG. So, 
<laughs> well, we'll see how we go. Um, obviously, I was a bit nervous they were going to rest Teddy a few weeks ago for this clash. Thankfully, the Raiders are on their tail and they can't. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd have to find a way to get Manu at fullback. But, um, mate, I don't think we'll notice Saturday night exactly what's going to unfold. But I will say this. If instead of scoring a couple of 150s, maybe they score 110s instead. So they're still awesome players, particularly Teddy. Um, he's going he's gonna to light up. He was a little bit quieter last weekend. Manu did a lot of extra work. So it might be his turn to, to get through plenty of work and get it done. But, yeah, it could, it could be bad for the Tigers unless they just pull one more big performance out of their bums. Yeah. Well, I mean, on Manu, that, that – Persistent faith that him back at centre wasn't a massive concern. Uh, it's paid off the last two weeks with two, 240 or 50 odds with every scored, but I am terrified of him this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He could do anything. So despite him having two mediocre scores, if he scores 200 this week, it won't mean anything uh, for us non-owners. Desi, Jock, Madden, on- Jock Madden's going to hit his legs all day. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, on captains, we can skip ahead to that. Um because the spy said he's going Teddy. I I can't see a world where I don't go Teddy as well. Desi, are your numbers enough to deter you from this game uh, on the Roosters for your skippers? Um, good question. I've I've been looking at Hines just because of how bad Manly have been. Um, he could he could sure. seriously put a score up on them. He just seems to get ninety to a hundred so easily, like doing not much at all. Um, the, the game where he does get three or four try assists, he's just going to go. He'll go massive, you know, 180. Um, he, I think someone's going to get a 180 to 200 type score in these last three weeks, and I think it might be Hines. So I'm, I'm not convinced on these Roosters guys. I, I might change my mind um, if enough people captain Teddy or, or Manu. I might have to follow the pack. But this is the time of year where you really have to go for it. You've got to differentiate. So if enough people go, then I might, I might go against the grain. Mate, I don't, I don't hate it this week as much as I do love Teddy. There's some good options, isn't there? We've got like the Cowboys matchup, Drinkwater, Val Holmes, these types of guys. Maybe a Nenai, um, and then no, I'm off the Cowboys spy. No Cowboys. <laughs> oh, sorry, I meant for the rest. I meant for the rest. Of this. <laughs> yeah. um, you normal people. Yeah, but Hines, Hines is a great shout. If Manly put up what they did last weekend, he could go bananas. Mm. Um, I think there's, we might have a question later about some other captains, so we'll get to that. But th- there are some good options, so it should be an exciting weekend. I saw Nico down the main drag of Cronulla today and can confirm the temperature went up about 15 degrees when I walked past him. Oh, what a man. What a uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd be, it's a hard one with Nico because... You're right, Desi. Like, if you are looking to antipod skipper this week and go against that Roosters game, Nico seems an obvious option. But he's really high ownership, and I don't know. You know, it was one horrible week for Manly, but do they get up for this game? It is at Brookie Oval. If they do, uh, could be a fifty odd for Nico. But at the same time, if everyone goes Teddy and Manu, and he does go big, well, that's a pot in its own as skipper. So yeah, look, whatever. He's got to get to ninety or somehow. Yeah, exactly right. I, I'm a bit with Spire. I think the game I'd be targeting would be that Cowboys one. Uh, if I if I was, like, say, a drinky owner, even a, maybe a Val Holmes as a flyer. Um, on that game, Ruben Cotter, third most traded in this week. Back to the starting side the last two weeks, there's solid scores, I think 50-odd, 70-odd. Um, a decent trading option. What do you reckon? Yeah, I would have said so. 
you know, in round three, but not with three rounds left. Mm. You, you don't want guys scoring 70 points. You want to target the upside guys. It makes no sense to get Cotter now from, for like my, in my mind. Um, you've got guys who are just, I mean, what's his high score this year? 89. He's, he's looked so good all year. Yeah. But he doesn't, he doesn't go big and you need guys to go big. Um, he's, yeah, he's just, he's, he's valued for money. That's for sure. But, um, I think more p- people want to go for the high upside guys at this time of year. It's, you know, throw the kitchen sink at it. Cotter, you know, he's not the kitchen sink really, but as good as he's been. Yeah, I, I had the same same thought as you, Desi, chasing that upside of a higher ceiling player. And just on Cotter, he's just come back from a very lengthy hamstring injury. So, look, I don't know what recurrence rates are on Hammies once you are three games back. It probably minimises a fair bit after that time. The Cowboys, where they're sitting, they're not going to risk him um, in ridiculous minutes. But you know, if you use your last trade and get him in and that hammy tweaks again and they play it cautiously with him, Spy, what do you reckon on Ruben Cotter? Yeah, that's that's a very reasonable chat from Desi there. You sort of – I really like Cotter. And, but with that hammy risk and if they're leading the Warriors by 20 or 30, again, for that second stint, they might just keep him off. There's probably no major reason to play him. Um, if they're leading well. I do think he's every chance for crashing over for a try or or a line break and a bunch of tackle busts and scoring a really nice 80 or 90. Uh, but I think with those risks involved, unless you're upgrading someone that is injured or someone you're not happy with who you think is going to score 30, then, yeah, you're probably just going to be replacing him with someone who's going to get you 60 anyway. So I'd go, it's probably not worth it. But in some circumstances, I think he's a rock-solid play. But just with what we've spoken about, Probably one just not to worry about this time of year. I tend to agree. Desi, Alex Johnston, fifth most traded in, five-round average of 76 points, season average of 69. What a gun. Uh, Penrith this week into the Cowboys, into the Roosters. So the first team coming first, team coming second, and then the Roosters, who you'd argue are probably the informed team in the competition. Uh, What's your take on him, mate? People... I mean, you can see the attraction to him, but there's also the concern over Latrell, which will not help him at all if Latrell does miss out this week. Uh, any love for AJ? I mean, we speak about, about blokes with high ceilings. He's got it. Do you like him? Uh, I do. I think it would be a fair enough play. It would be reasonable. I wouldn't shoot down anyone trading him in. But, yeah, the draw is a bit of a concern now. These last three games are the concern. Um, but, yeah, I think you, you could probably get away with it. Um you know, the, the bunnies are looking good. Um, you said the concern is Latrell, obviously. Um, but yeah, if he, he probably will keep scoring tries. He's the he's the top try scorer in the comp for a reason. Like, is he gonna stop? Probably not. Yeah, I'd be I'd be a little bit cautious, but uh, saying Latrell is a big factor in that. If Latrell's good to go and there's not a chance they'll risk Latrell uh, if they do think he could tweak that groin. It's the first game of the week, so we'll know on that one. But if Latrell is ruled out, I would not be going uh, Alex Johnston in that one. Spy, you've spoken about Joseph Suwali, who you've already mentioned is a pretty good guy. He's the sixth most traded in, and the Roosters form with how much of a freak that kid is. Uh, why not? Uh, the last one on Hot Topics, Cam Munster. Now, look, I am assuming he moves to fullback. I, I don't see why he wouldn't this week, especially with Jerome Hughes meant to be back. At 5'8", I think, you could argue maybe you could go that antipod route against him. At fullback, how important is he? Do you have to get him in or can you go without him for the, the next few weeks? Oh, if he's playing in the one jersey, I think you're probably going to 
risk losing head-to-head games and going backwards in overall. So I think if he's playing the one, you need him at six. Maybe not as much as you said. The issue will be we probably won't know. We may not know till they run out exactly where he's going to play. So he might be taking a punt. But I think if you don't own him, probably find a way that you're going to get him in uh, if you get that news. And even if not, you probably still want him. He's going to be roaming everywhere for yeah. the storm. They're not going to change his role too much. It's working. Um, so, yeah, I think Manu is – sorry, not Manu. Munster is – as important as anyone, anyone at this time of year, including your blokes like Manu. So get him in. Uh, just quickly on Alex Johnson, there's, this is the way I see it unfolding. I wouldn't be touching him with that draw. I still think he'll score his tries because that's just what he does. But with that draw, even if he can score one try a game, which would be awesome, like it would be good and probably will happen, he scores like 50 points when he scores one try. Mm. It's not enough. You need him getting doubles and triples. And I just question whether that's going to happen over the last three weeks. He could prove me wrong because he just he just loves that left corner. But I think there's better options for the run home. Yeah, with you, mate. He's basing 20, which is horrific. Uh, it's all good when you get a ton of attacking stats, but I'm a bit with you. I'm not sure they'll come in the next three weeks. Boys, let's jump through a few sit-v starts. Now, we know there will be a reasonable amount out there who don't sort of have a lot of depth in their team. They won't have uh, a lot of sit-v starts to talk about. We're just going to go through a bit of a list of key players to consider uh, and we'll also give what score we predict they, them to get this week. So, you know, it's a pretty a pretty vague conversation in the sense that everyone will be different around all these players, but hopefully we can get through all the key players and lots of people will be able to get a little bit of a hand on their sit-v start. Des, I'll start with Jason Taumalolo, and I'm going to say, mate, um, you just mentioned that your front row forward is stacked and you've actually got him in the back row. So you're looking at sitting him. Let's say for people that have got him in the front row forward and that might have three gun front rows up there, it might be IPAP, Payne Haas, and then the potential to sit Lolo at front row forward. Played 51 minutes and 50 minutes the last two weeks since Cod has been named to start. Uh, would you sit or start Tiamo Lolo in the front row? Um, it's, this is a really tough one for me this week. I, I'm going to say sit. Um, I think his minutes won't change, but he really is like looking dangerous when he runs the ball. So uh, I predict that he might score, you know, sixty. But if he he, he is a real good shout at like scoring through that Warriors pack, so he might he may go ninety. Mm. Spite Town Lolo versus the Warriors. Took the words out of my mouth, Desi. I reckon he's going to score at least fifty-five, sixty. But there's every chance for an stat, attacking stat this week. <laughs> Just another one. It'd be interesting to see how Peyton plays it, but. Heading into finals, maybe he wants to increase those minutes a little bit just to get him match fit for the finals. We'll see. Maybe that doesn't happen until the last week or two, but he could get some extra ones as well at some stage. But I think he's going to score yeah, 60-plus an attacking start, about 85 this week. Dare say that's a start from the spy. Tim Lolo for start. me. Uh, I think he gets 65 and he'll have a line break in there. So anyone with three gun front rowers, I don't mind the sit on him, honestly, this week. It would be a pretty luxurious position, but uh, I don't mind it at all if he does play only that 50 minutes again. Uh, Jacob Kiraz against the Eels this week, Des. Um, yeah, look, this is a tough one because I've also got Lomax there, um, who has a pretty easy fixture. But I- I'm going to say start. I think you have to just roll the dice if you've still got him. Um, he had an atrocious game against the Warriors last week, but that was just an anomaly, I think. He's still, you know, got the caliber there. 
Um, the Eels, are, you know, they leaked points last week, so they they may leak again. You never know. Spy, Karaz versus the Eels? My gut says you'd play him, although everyone knows how much I love Karaz. Mm. Uh, what will he score this week? I think he'll score about 60-odd. I would sit Karaz in this one. I think the Eels, surely they bounce back after that atrocity they dished out last week. Mitchie Moses back to lead him around. Kiraz to score 47 points. Panthers versus Rabbitohs. Desi, Isaac Tungo and Brian Toto. Would you sit or start them versus the Bunnies? Um, I'm playing both of them if I own them, to be honest. Um, you know, I think the Penrith will be up for that game. I think they'll, both those guys will score tries. Um, Brian Toto, maybe even for a double this week, I think. 100-plus for Toa. Um, Tonga, I'm going to go with a 60. What about Taylor May if he comes into that side? Uh, I'd be sitting him. I just I think they, they'll go to Toa a bit more. Spite? Toa was not very explosive last weekend. The big fella got in space a couple of times and couldn't finish. Although one was Munster who just tackles anything in front of him. Uh He'll score his 40-45 in base. He's very busy. He might even get to 50 in base. I'm just not super convinced he can score a try at the moment. I'm hoping he does, but he, they're just not looking like creating enough for him at this stage. Uh, and his finishing's just down a little bit on what it has been previously. Uh, I think I expect him to score between 40 and 50, hopefully with a try, because I'm I, need, I actually have to play him this week, which would get him to 70 or 80, which would be awesome. But you need him to score for a really good good total in your supercoach side. I'm a bit worried about him, but he has burnt me a little bit in the last few weeks, so maybe that's mm. just that speaking. Yeah, look, if anyone got the luxurious position of doing it with them boys, I'd be tempted to sit them. I just, uh, the spy mentioned with the Panthers, a lot of their footy since O'Sullivan and Salmon have come into the halves. It's just, they're just not getting the service out wide and the quality ball, so a lot of it's going through the middle. I mean, they didn't put a point on last weekend. Grand Melbourne, awesome. So I'd be tempted to sit them, uh, but in my position, I'd, I'll probably be playing Brian Toto, Desi. Yeah, you know what's crazy, boys? I'm actually thinking of bringing him in. As bad as, uh, you know, as bad as he looked last week, the opportunities were there. You know, he You're just right. didn't, he didn't, didn't get to the line. Um, you know, we said, you know, he's probably lost a yard of pace. That's why he wasn't getting the the ball down, but I don't know if it was that. Maybe it was just bad luck, but the opportunities were created for him. He could have got a hat-trick. He could have gone big, um, and he's 500K. I think <laughs> I'm seriously tempted to bring him in, honest to God. I hope you're right because we know what he can do, um, and you, you're spot on, mate. They did go to that side a lot more last week, and they did create a little bit for him. Um, he actually had one... Line breaks a bit all over the place this year, as Twitter chat will know. But he went straight through on the right edge about five minutes in. He didn't get paid the line break because he kicked ahead after it. wasn't quite sure how that worked. But he did find the space. Maybe you're right and maybe he does it. You've been on fire this year, so I hope you're right. Um, and he's in my side. But I think if you play either May or Toa, if, if May does play, I still like that left edge outside kick out. But we'll see. Come on, Brian. Spy, uh, sorry, I'll start Desi. Uh, Adam Dewey, um, funny one. Like he, you think he's flopped. Most people bought him in two weeks ago off the back of his one twenty two against the Broncos, and you think, oh, he's flopped. He still scored fifty three and sixty six in a Tiger side that got lost both games and looked terrible. He's such an accumulator, which we spoke about. So honestly, if the Tigers can click into a bit of gear, um, that being said, Des, all we spoke about about the SCG, your numbers there, and up against the Roosters, would you be tempted to sit Adam Dewey? 
No, definitely not. No sitting on Dewey. Uh, like you said, his base is insane. Um, I think most people would have him at center wing. Mm. Uh, I've got him at center wing. Um, if you had Munster at five eight, maybe you could sit him. But you def- I'm starting him in my in my four center wing positions. I think yeah. Sooner or later, he's going to score. Um, and he's yeah, he's he's running at some kind of weakish defensive halves for the Roosters. I think he's a good chance to go in. How many points are you going to belt out for us, mate? Oh, he's going to ton up. <laughs> Jeez, I hope you're right. Spite? Your side's looking good. Yeah. <laughs> um, mate, I, I couldn't sit sit Dewey if he had one leg chopped off. I love him that much. <laughs> um, yeah, he's 66 last week just from effort, and they got flogged. So this week, he, I reckon he might add, might add an attacking stat to a flogging, maybe 44-6, and score 75 or 80 for us, but... Yeah, he's he's probably locked in for forty or fifty. He does does everything for him. I think he's a play in the centres, as Desi said for sure. Yeah, I'll play him, uh, and he'll he'll knock us out, eighty seven. Um, boys, Alex Johnston and Cody Walker, and you know even like I suppose Isaiah Tasha throwing there. Would you look at sitting any of those three against the Panthers, Des? Uh, I'm sitting. I'm sitting Cody Walker. That's for sure. He's mm. just not the same player. Um, he's not getting the try assists. Latrell's getting him. It's as simple as that. Um, there's no way you're in a position to sit Cook or AJ. I don't think Cook has just been, you know, he's been scintillating the whole year. So no way in the world you would sit him. And then AJ, you've always just got to play him if you own him. Mm. Spite Cook's a definite play. Hundred percent. Cody, I'd sit as well. I think there's too much risk. He scores 20 or 30 this weekend. Uh, AJ's a nervous play, I think. Penrith will be looking to respond. It would be a bold sit if you're going to do it. But if, if you're in a head-to-head matchup and you've both got him and you think you're in trouble, maybe you do it as a bit mm. of a pod play. Uh, I'm not against that. Uh, in saying that, he probably crosses for one, as he tends to do, pending Latrell playing, and he scores his 50-55 but I don't love him this week. I don't love him at all. Um, Tass is an issue one, boys. I could make a trade. I could make two trades out of my last three, actually, just my own team, to turn Tass into anyone I want, Manu, Valentine Holmes, whoever. But I'd go from three trades to one. Um, and look, Tass is doing a pretty good job on that left edge. A lot of work. Uh, he scored 70-odd last weekend. So I think I'm going to hold my trades and play Tassie. Um, not super stoked about it, but his work rate's really good. So if you can score me 45, 50, I'll be cheering. I would sit – I'd play Cookie for his 83. I'd sit Cody Walker for his 43. If Latrell's out, I'd definitely sit AJ. And if Latrell's in, uh, flip a coin on AJ because I think either way it would be fine. We'll get one more in here before the Spy's got to take off. I think he's got to – Blockbuster game, Vols tag ahead tonight. Uh, Spy, before we let you go, mate, we'll, I'll start with Desi. Um, Daly Cherry Evans against the Sharks. Play or sit? <sighs> God. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's been serving up some shit, DCE. He really has. Um, but I think you, if you've brought him in, you have to play him. I'm probably going to play him. Um, he's just got the upside still if he does turn it around. Then again, he's only been taking like one or two runs a game as opposed to his normal 10 runs. That's the major concern here. Mm. Um, can Manly turn it around? I mean, maybe. Maybe they can, but it's not looking likely. So I th- I'm, I'm still going to say play. Mm. Spy DCE. What a horror month it's been. 
Uh, I think he sits in the AJ category for me. Uh, if you own him and you need to take a punt on sitting him because the other opponent does as well, <laughs> I think you're happy to do it and hope you dish out another 30. On the flip side, if you own him and your opponent doesn't and you really, really need a bit of bit of love from someone, he's the bloke that could do it for you. Uh, but I'm probably leaning towards sit based on what Manly's dishing up at the moment. Uh, it's not very good. Manly and can what will he score? Yeah. He'll score yeah. 40. Yeah, look, I bought him in and I think you've got to play him. I, look, I knocked DC for his defence and whatnot at times, but I just think he's been there and done it for so many years and lifted and he would be hurting more than anyone else in that side after what was dished out last weekend. So, look, even if they do get tailed up, I think DC lifts for this one. I think he has to, so... Uh, I'm going to play DCE, and I think he can bounce back with 80-odd. Uh, we'll, I'll be watching nervously, but, yeah, I think you've got to play Spy. I retract it. I think he's going to score 60. <laughs> You're a hard man to swing. <laughs> hey, Spy, before you take off, just run us through quickly your round 23 trades and skippers. Yeah, so I just half-touched on it before. I think I'm going to hold my three trades, play Isaiah Tass, who in the centres where no one's really firing at the moment, is doing a pretty good job. Uh, I've had this plan all year of going to try and come home strong in the last fortnight. So we've come this far. Why not stick at it? Um, otherwise, I'll have a look at bringing in Val Holmes. Uh, and to partner him would be someone like Cleary down to Lockie Miller. But I think I just want to save those trades for the last couple of weeks. Uh, Skipper will be Teddy at this stage. I'm a little bit worried about Drinky because uh, the hammer's back on the bench. Maybe he takes some time off him at the end, especially they're in front. So that's a bit of a concern. Um, Hines is a pretty good shout, but yeah, I think it's going to be Teddy Saturday night. Hard to go past him. I will be at home. We've got Saturday night free this week, so Carlton dry in hand into a whiskey and a Teddy mask class. Don't let the spy fool. He'll be on hard <laughs> to his light. I know his game. Please. Soft. Disgrace. Uh, spy, you're <laughs> loving us. You're leaving us. Thank you. Yeah, I'm out, boys. Cheers. Spy is gone. Desi, your trade plans and skippers for round 23. Yeah, well, as we said, the my uh, the guy that I really want is is Ramian, the Hail Mary pod play, but mm. I just I don't think I can do it really. We, I'm kind of in Spies' corner here with saving trades for the last fortnight and then using two and maybe jagging someone like a Val Holmes. I don't know who I don't have. Brian Toto is also someone I want. I'm I'm just targeting centers. The rest of my team is kind of set. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to sit on my hands this week, I think. And you're, you're leaning towards Nico Captain. If you do that, who would your vice captain be in that you're also looking to go against that Cowboy? Well, I don't know. You wouldn't know many Cowboys players with your your crawling of them this season. Yeah, I, I don't have any. Uh, no, actually, I've got Tamalolo who I'm going to sit. Um, I think VC has got to be Munster at fullback, right? It's got to be. Um, yeah, like even it. At, even up at Suncorp. Oh, for sure. Uh, Suncorp or Amy Park? I believe it's down at Amy. Let's have a look. Is it? We are at. It's, uh, oh no, we're at Suncorp. Yeah, yeah. For you a know Melbourne what? home game. Yeah, yeah. You, bit you, of a strange one. You're almost. Um, you almost don't mind that, do you? At Suncorp, loves a bit of point scoring in Supercoach. So I think that's fine for that one. Uh the Stales one trade left, and as I said, I'm saving that for for drama in the next couple of weeks. Uh, if there are injuries, casualties, whatever, I don't want to be stuck with an A. So I'm hoping if it does occur, that'll get me out of jail. So I'm going to avoid any temptation on that. And Skipper, it's just got to be James Tedesco for me, which would mean my vice captaincy would go to 
Uh, I'd probably be with Des. Uh, probably have to go with Desi on Cam Munster on that one. Um, a few decent options, but yeah, that one looks good to me. Des, let's get in a few questions before we wrap it up for the week. First one from Adam Blundell. Can you just let Liam Walls know that he's going to get taken down this week in head-to-head? Sorry to say, Liam, but Ads has given you the desk with, mate. Mate, you are gone. Also one from Joker Josh. I've got a mate, Jed. Loves Supercoach, but he's a full-blown spud, he reckons. Can you give him a shout-out from Podzilla? I can, mate. Um, even if you're a full... Jed, don't stress. I've got a mate who's a full-blown spud as well. His name's Nick Moon, so you're not alone in that one. Don't stress, but uh, good luck this weekend. Uh, on to the serious ones. Not that they weren't. Cameron, no, we've spoken at Sammy Walker. Uh, question from Gus Winfrey. Has one trade left? Overall, he's in the top 50. Do I trade May to Cotter or David Fafita or save the trade and run a final reserve of Cody Walker slash Brandon Smith? What do you reckon, Des? Would you be burning it uh, sitting in the top 50 or would you be looking to make a move? Mm, that's a tough one. I, I definitely wouldn't do May to Cotter. Um as we spoke about, he doesn't have the upside for yeah. feeder, maybe. But I think a lot of people in the top fifty maybe already own for feeder, um, or top hundred. I think he, he was like forty or fifty percent owned in the top hundred. So yeah, I'd probably I'd probably save the trade and run with Cody or or the cheese. For feeder's such an interesting one, matey. Like I've owned him for three or four weeks now, and he's been pretty ordinary while still scoring well. Obviously scored well on the weekend off the back of that one try, but he's basing like 30-odd a game. For an 80-minute uh, back rower, that is so, so poor. Desi, he's 50% owned in the top 100, 40%, sorry, 44% owned top 1,000, 35% top 5,000. Uh, how's that sway your decision on Fifi? Yeah, it really is tough. I, I've also earned him those weeks, and he's just not getting the ball. He, mm. he had to score that try out of his own, yeah, out of his own like half. You know, they they don't get him any ball. He runs decoys over and over. It's super frustrating. Um, I'm sure anyone listening who owns him knows it. So I I would hazard, you know, hazard getting him in. I just I would say no. Save the trade and play play cheese. Cheese is looking fine. He's looking fire actually. Mm. Uh, and to be honest with Cheese, I think if he starts, look, he'll get slightly better minutes if he starts, but even if he does come off the bench, it's still going to be around that 50 to 55-minute mark. I think if he does start, there's that chance to bank the early minutes. Then if there is an injury or HAs, any of that sort of thing, uh, that he can get up towards the sort of 65. So, yeah, I don't mind Cheese as a player this week either. Question, and I'd also, for feeder, God, as a no-nut, it's a hard watch. I, I wouldn't be buying him. Question from Finnow. Hey, boys, head-to-head semi-final for some for some cash. He's in a cashy. Very different team to his opponent. Do any of these players scare you enough to bring them in this week? Murray, Kikau, Nanai, AJ, or Manu? Des, any of those that you, you'd you'd pull the trigger on a trade just at the trying to match them in a head-to-head semi? Uh, they're all scary players. Uh, Manu is obviously the scariest. Yeah. But as I said, at the SCG, he just doesn't score that well. He averages 60 there and averages 100 elsewhere. So you've got to take that into account. But yeah, it's the Tigers. It's Joey Manu. He's in the best form of his career. He's the dude out of any of those five guys. Mm, yeah, the first four, if you think you positioned well enough to win it, I'd be happy to go against. Uh, if you've got the money for Joey Manu, I'd get him in. I can he could if he goes nuts this week, I think there's every chance he could decide a lot of head to head matchups. Part two of that one, Des. Also, would you play 
would you play Mully Tarlow or Talakai? Talakai was obviously not named. So he said, would you play Mully Tarlow or Stags? Mm, tough one. Probably Mully Tarlow. Mm. Yeah, I'd go um, Mully Tarlow as well. Yeah. I had Stags, your boy, in the weekend. He was going to repay my faith with that nice matchup against the Knights. Got his 60 on, and I thought, oh, that's disappointing. Then it updated, and he dropped to like 37. I was like, well, that's the story of Katoni Stags for owners this season. Question from Baxter, what happened to Adam Elliott? Yeah, Ads was an interesting one. I thought with Joey Tapney out that he'd play a lot more minutes on the weekend, but uh, he didn't, and he didn't score real well either. He played – Adam Elliott had 49 minutes for 36 points. Really concerning. Uh, and with Taps named as well, what does that do for his minutes this week? Look, I don't know why his minutes dropped. I do know that he had a bit of a hip issue leading into the game, so whether they're a little bit more cautious with that, but uh, it was a must-win game. So maybe that 50 will be his regular minutes uh, on the run home. Desi, question from James Muzz. Who would you leave out out of Toto, Ronaldo, and AJ? Jesus, yeah, that one's tough. Uh, I would probably leave out Mulatalo. Um, I just think Toto and and uh, AJ are probably going to score tries this week. I think it'll be a high-scoring affair, that one, for some reason. Yeah. Uh, mate, question from Camo. Sell Homole Olakawatu. If yes, who for at a similar price? Kotar question mark. What are you doing with Homole after a, a underwhelming few weeks? Uh, yeah, it, you really need trades left to sell him at this stage. Um, I sold him, you know, a couple of weeks ago, but I, I, I kind of advised against it for people who are running out of trades. I wouldn't be selling him if I only had, you know, one or two trades left, you, you don't have the trades left to sell these guys. The last couple of weeks, there's always restings and laid outs. Um, but yeah, I think Murray's Murray's the only guy you'd sell him to. I don't think you can sell him though. Yeah, not a chance I'd be selling Olakuatu. Um, as I said, the last two weeks, the last three weeks, 48, 45 and 29 are uh, dismal. But... Oh, look, he scored that monster try on the weekend that was pulled back for a very small, small reason. It would have been a try assist to Garrick as well. That was an absolute killer as an owner. Uh, but, yeah, look, he still looked great. Uh, he's just been void of any attack the last few weeks. So uh, I'd be holding on to Olakuatu 100% in that one. Uh, another one from Camo, because he's sitting 125th. And it's a good question. Two trades left to get the Ferrari, being Latrell Mitchell. Let's say Latrell does play this week, Desi. We know how big you've been on him. Would you use your final two trades to get Latrell in or leave it in the garage and pray that he doesn't go big in the run home? Mm, yeah, I think you probably missed the run, to be honest. I wouldn't be getting him in now. The last three games are real tough, and his work rate's just not that high. It's still like scary to own him. I, I kind of thought he'd go well over these previous four or five games. That's why I got him in, but... The last three, he could serve up 30s and 40s, honest to God. Yeah, seriously. Uh, and that's it. I'm I, <laughs> very reluctant going against him as well. But now that there is that groin concern as well, even if they do get up to a bit of a lead, oh, well, and they've got tough games, so there shouldn't be too many blowouts in those ones for them. But I'd just be very, very concerned with how they're going to deal with the trail in the next three weeks. Who knows if he's going to be laid out or what will happen. Uh, lucky last question from Mitchie Hines. Have you ever seen anything as certain as Sam Williams' lock of the week on the halfback potty? Mitchie, in my entire life, I have not seen anything as certain. Bloke's a freak. Uh, I hate rapping him, but uh, he's on my podcast, so I sort of have to. Has been nagging it every single week. The halfback potty had an absolute belter last week. If Desi's manly seagulls got up for us and didn't 
Uh, absolutely hit the skids. We could have nailed just about every bet. Tune into that one Thursday morning, guys. Drops each and every week. Desi, thank you very much, mate, and good luck on your charge, the top 100. Cheers, Timmy. I think I'll need it. Nah, you won't, mate. You're firing. All right, thanks, guys. Cheers for tuning in. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 